of the Liberated Mind Show. I'm your host, Kay, along with Jay. Today, episode 27, we'll be speaking about the uh, Nate Parker directed movie, um, American Skin. It just came out, I want to say it just came out, it came out in January of 2021, and it's been getting a lot of uh, good reviews, and it's been opening up a lot of eyes. One of those bittersweet type of films. Um, if you've seen it, you know what I mean by that. So we'll just jump right into it. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, America Skin is a great film. My, in my honest opinion. Um, so let's jump into the question. All right. In this film, um, there's a scene where the captain who's, um, skin folk went to the mom of the young man that was, uh, murdered by the cop to try to stop the uprisings in the city. What's your view on why they chose, uh, to approach the mom with such a request instead of the dad? Because there's always that. That stereotype, which women are, you know, you can get through the woman, they especially, let me word this the right way. Let me throw away my first sentence about the stereotype. So I feel as though he went at, he went and spoke to the mother because, all right, the, the, the father, what we associate with a father during that type of morning it's going to be rage whereas the woman may have her guard down and i believe they wanted to exploit that feeling like hey she's down but she's still if we say the right thing she's willing to hear us and we can get that message through whereas his father's good you know he's gonna the anger is gonna overcome him to which we won't be able to get our message through so um We've seen this um, true to life forms with um, Trayvon Martin. Um, just um, his birthday just passed a couple of days ago. He would have been twenty six. So um, rest in power, King. Well, rest in power. The same situation with him. I remember um, where I just think. They always go to, I believe it's just their training. I want to say it's their training where they, they feel as though, hey, we can get through to a, a woman basic because women in general, oh, they're kind and men in general feel as though they can, they they got the tongue to get through to the woman. I think that's what it is, honestly. And like I said, the, it's, it's just crazy to me because it's like anytime something like that occurs, that's the first thing they want to do is talk about, listen, tell them violence is not the answer. I mean, and that was said within it. With, um, was, it was that his cousin? Mm-hmm. His cousin's like, how come they want to tell us violence isn't the answer, but that's exactly what they use, and that's why my cousin ain't here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it, it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm getting kind of tongue tongue tied on this one, but um, well, how would you explain it? Um, I would say it's uh that old divide and conquer technique. 
if you got if you got the mom over here, you can kind of pull pull at her heartstrings while she's dealing with grieving and everything, and try to connect it. Be like, this is not what you, what your son would have wanted. Mm-hmm. And saying saying things like that, where a mother can feel that and be like, oh okay, let me um you know, speak out because we can't, this can't be done in my son's name, even though that's not really true with them, with them trying to use that. They're just, that's a tech, that's a tactic that they're using. Like trying to connect the violence to you, to the son, even though it was violence by the police that did this, like you said before. So, and in this film, they took advantage of the fact that the mom and the dad were separated. Mm-hmm. They didn't even go talk to the dad at all. They went immediately to the mom's house. They had, they made sure that the captain, who who was a black man, mm-hmm. was the one doing all the talking. They had the white cops standing on the porch with their hands on their guns. Yep. You know what I'm saying like it, it was real crazy, but the tactics used were to con were to catch the mom while she's grieving and she's not gonna put up much of a fight. And it is easier to like, you know, get get her to be understanding to what they're trying to do because they're they're gonna sound like they're empathetic, but they don't care. They just want you to do what their agenda is, which is to get you on camera. Even it's pretty much to get the get you on camera standing beside them and putting that image out there that you don't blame them for what they did to your son. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Imagery is powerful. Right. Yeah. So as soon as people see that, the court of public opinion goes away because they'd be like, oh, if the mom is okay with it, we can move on. We can leave this hashtag alone, leave it in the past. You're absolutely right. Um, it's definitely that imagery. I never um, thought of it like that, that they're standing beside the police in that moment. And um, the, the, the very killers of her son. And we've seen that. Um, the film took like, it definitely took, you know, pieces of it. The, the film was basically an imitation of, of life as far as with these situations, like Mike Brown, I believe Mike Brown's parents. No, was that, no, was it Mike Brown? Was it both Trayvon and Mike Brown where the parents were separated in both situations? Yeah, I believe so. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely okay. You feel as though, well, in those situations, I believe it was the Trayvon Martin situation. You started hearing rumors about, oh, the upbringing and who raised the child and all that irrelevant stuff to mm-hmm. what occurred like they always like to do um speak on everything but what's going on so yeah like you said it's real easy that divide and conquer mentality and that's exactly what you do because if you can get in and get through to one if you don't have them both on board to fighting for justice for their child that's where the attention is going to go. Mm-hmm. Well, look, 
look at the parents. This this is what we should be looking at. Why are he something must have been up with him because why aren't the parents in agreement? Yeah. So definitely a tactic that's used. Um and it's just it's crazy because at that point I wouldn't speak to them without my lawyer present. And um because like you said, they're just trying to one thing, one thing, brothers and sisters, we we all know, but we just need to reiterate is God forbid a situation like that occurs, don't speak to the police. Mm-hmm. Why would you speak to the killer of a loved one? What do you gain from that? They're not going to come out and say, hey, this is what happened. As a matter of fact, you're going to have to go to court to even retrieve the, the body cam. They don't volunteer that to you. Nope, not at all. <laughs> so you ask for a report, it's going to be a redacted report. So why even give them the benefit of the doubt and say, well, let me talk to them. Maybe they'll fess up and tell me what happened. Nah, the sole purpose is for them to investigate you to try and use whatever you say against you. Isn't that that um, Miranda right they, that they read before they arrest you? Mm-hmm. Say will and can be used against you. Yep. So we just need to keep that in mind. And like you said, it's, um, you have someone grieving these people, they jump in on emotion and they manipulate you. So yeah, God forbid any of us have to go through that with a loved one. But, um, in, in those types of events, you need to remember you do not speak to them. You have a lawyer present. You can let them speak, but you do not need to open up your mouth. You can hear what they're saying. That's about it. That's my personal advice to y'all. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, all right, so the next question I have is, um, all right, so the killing of the young man showed something that for years have drawn ignorant comments like uh, we should have complied and things like that. Why do you think uh, these same people never question the cops' lack of restraint? Because they... One one thing we got going on, I I don't know if it's just an, an American thing or if it's a worldwide thing. When it comes to any type of military personnel, People who are supposed to keep order. So it could be military or the police, security guard, whatever the case is. These people are supposed to be right. They can never do no wrong. I don't know if it's the job title per se or it's what it represents. And we know what it represents here in the United States. We know we we spoke in previous episodes about the evolution of the slave patrol into the police departments that we have today. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, if you think back into the past, our ancestors trying to escape, believing that there's freedom within this land, running where thinking they'll be free. Um, If we think about that, At what time did they ever believe the runaway, quote unquote, the runaway slave, as they referred to our enslaved 
African brothers and sisters. When, when do they sit up and believe anything that comes out of their mouth? It was like, no, you're subhuman. We believe what this person says. Slave patrol says it. This is this is it. So it's the same. It's that same mentality. It's like before camera phones. Um, one of the biggest ones that was caught on video was Rodney King. Um, prior to that video, they were saying, oh, he was resisting arrest. He was doing this. He was trying to attack us. Then the video came out. Then it's like, wait a minute. What they said didn't occur. We've seen plenty of instances where I remember a police officer in Baltimore a couple years ago was planting drugs in people's cars. And the dummy had his body cam on. Yeah. And they searched the car the first time. There was nothing in there. But Dum Dum forgot the body cam was on. Went there, planted something to arrest the guy. But it came back and haunted him. So it's like, we know for a fact that these people aren't as noble as people try to portray them. Even growing up, I'll never forget. You know what I'm talking about if you... If you grew up in the 90s, the D.A.R.E. program, mm-hmm. I think that was like something the Reagan started, late yep. 80s, early 90s. So they would always have this D.A.R.E. program, just say no. So the premise of it is get familiar with the police officers in your community. Officer friendly. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> police are your friends. Let them know. Tell them what's going on. So it's like they're grooming you to believe this. It's like this person is like a trustworthy person. And if they're trustworthy, that means they, they must always tell the truth. So this message, you know, is cultivated from us being youngins up until adulthood. And people continuously just go with the flow. Like, Nope. You see it all the time. These people be like, all right, this may be controversial what I'm going to say. So this is my opinion. It's not, it's not James opinion. When it comes, (laughs) (laughs) when it comes to the military, what have we been groomed to say to anybody in the military? Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. What exactly does that mean? Because there are a lot of people who are, there's a saying like, you're in the rear with the gear. There's a lot of military personnel who aren't on the front lines combating. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So not to take away from what anyone's doing, but at the same time, there's many different reasons as to why somebody joins the military. Some is just like, you know what? I don't know what the hell I'm going to do in my life. Or, you know what? I'm pressing. I need some money. Then you have those who are, who were brought up to say, hey, this is a family tradition. You're going to join the military and you're going to represent this family. But first, you're going to fight for your country. So there's many different reasons why people, I just said that to say, there's many different reasons why people join the military. But one thing that we've all been taught to say is, thank you for your service. Without even thinking, it's like an automatic response to anytime you hear somebody's in the military. I've been places where somebody's walking in their fatigues or whatever, they're in uniform. People will walk past that person and I hear it. 
And it just, I don't know, it didn't rub me the wrong way. I just was just like, can, not, can people not, name, name another uniform where somebody's working for the public. A postal worker, right? They come out, they deliver your mail. Do we ever hear thank you for your service? Not at all. They'll get a Christmas card sometimes if they're lucky. Or what about when we're called for jury duty? Uh, do we go and tell the jury, thank you for your service? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just I just feel as though like there's certain things we're just groomed and it's expected. It's supposed to be automatic. And I believe that whole trust the police, the police can't do no wrong. And it's the the good guys versus the bad guys. And the police is synonymous with good mm-hmm. all the time. And guess what? They fear for their life. They just want to make it home to their family. Who doesn't have a family? Out of those people that were murdered by the police, which one of them didn't have a family they didn't want to make home to? Yeah, that's true. So it's like, when when I hear certain stuff, it's like, okay, it's it's like people have been conditioned to feel one way or the other. So this this country has a history of being, not being empathetic to black lives. So when shit like that occurs, we do not, when I say we, I'm speaking of this, this country, we do not associate black life with life that matters. We do not associate a black life as a human life. Mm-hmm. It's just like in that one movie, um, I cannot remember that movie. It was with um, Matthew McConaughey. What's his name? McConaughey. Yeah. And he was a lawyer. Sam Jackson was in the movie. And in the movie, Sam Jackson's daughter was raped by these white guys. And Matthew McConaughey, or Hay, was the lawyer. And I just remember the one scene at the end of the movie where he describes the rape. Imagine a 12-year-old girl, blah, 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 blah. He told them to close their eyes. And he went through the whole, the whole scenario. And then he said, the last thing he said, now imagine she's white. Mm. And that's when they opened their eyes and guess what? They found the the whole purpose. Um, Sam Jackson was on trial because he avenged the the rape of his daughter by killing the people that that raped her. Mm-hmm. So it was to get him off. So guess what? When he said that, now imagine she was white. That's the line that got him off the hook for murder. That's so, crazy. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm sorry. That movie will come to me before the end of the show, but I just remember that vividly because it was like. Wow. It's like, imagine she was white. And honestly, we've seen it in situations, even with, you know, you see these police killing black people all the time. When it happened out in Minnesota with the Somalian police officer, Uh he was also Muslim. And he reached over his partner and shot at the white woman who called the police and they killed her. 
we saw immediately there was instant justice. There was none of these games played. And then I remember just reading comments. The same news outlets I go to look, you know, anytime it involves a black person being murdered by the police. I went to these same news outlets and read comments by some of the same users. And it's amazing how their point of view and perspective changed. It flipped. Then one eight. It was before it was like, yeah, well, they should have just complied. And it went from, well, that was an obvious one. That was total um, negligence. Like, come on, is he for real? Yeah, of course he should. And it just amazes me. It's just based upon that race factor that all of a sudden you get it. You understand it. Out there in Kenosha, Wisconsin, with that little Rittenhouse guy, Kyle Rittenhouse. This fool illegally went across state borders with a with a weapon, an illegal weapon at that, because he wasn't a registered user. So he went out there talking about he was there to protect property. It wasn't his property, first of all. Secondly, he went out there with a gun. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, it's my Second Amendment right, blah, blah, blah. The whole purpose of a gun is to kill. That's it. Guns, you, you can't cook with a gun. Because people come back with a stupid response. Oh, well, you know, you can kill anybody with anything. Yeah, but guess what? They serve other purposes. That's not their main purpose. A gun's main purpose, to, name it. Kill. That's it. That's the only purpose that a gun has. So he went out there with a gun. And he decided that was going to be the night. He killed some folks. And he went out there because it was a Black Lives Matter protest. He went out there to attack people. Bottom line. We've seen even his mom dropped him off. Yeah, his his own mama, right? She groomed him to be what he is, though. We know that. And it's like the same judicial system that shot that brother seven times in the back and said that those cops were in the right really have not penalized Kyle Rittenhouse. They're going to put him on trial, but they let him out on bond to the fact that he was even going to a bar drinking. And he's, what, 17? Yeah. Did you see the article today? They said that the uh, they, he can't be found. They're trying to find him, and now, he, and now he got a arrest warrant. So he's probably fleed the country. Probably, probably. probably thanks to his mom again. I'm sure of it. Isn't it amazing somebody's out on bond and they don't have eyes on them, especially a, a high profile case like this? Mm-hmm. But we know why. No, no um ankle ankle bracelet or nothing. Man, we could even talk about the hypocrisy within this. Cause that, that just reminded me of that that other um them people storming the Capitol. You heard about the one chick who said she wanted to go to Mexico before her trial? Yeah, I was like, wait, I was like, what kind of entitlement shit? Mm-hmm. Like, you really had to know the ass? And they, that... But they granted it. Oh, they grant. Oh, they shit. They granted it. She could ask whatever, but the fact that they granted it is what says so, it all. So, okay. So you grant her to leave the country, right? And technically, she could stay in Mexico and never come back. And there's nothing that, that that can really be done. If if Mexico was 
Mexico should just straight up say, yo, she can't come here. That's what it boils down to. Yeah. But yeah, what you said is very um, realistic chance of that occurring. She could just say, F it, and just keep going south, down Central America to South America. Mm-hmm. Being like Panama or something. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Just like the, the other dude who went in, the one that was dressed all the Davy Crockett hat and shit. Mm-hmm. Or he got organic food in prison because his mama sat up there and fought for it. He said he was going to starve himself unless he got his organic food. And guess what? They complied with that. Just let so him starve. Just let him starve. Mm-hmm. Like, Anyone what? else? You know? So, it, like I said, it's just, I know I'm, I've traveled far away from this topic, but um, from your question, but I, I believe it's all related. It's just, it's just amazing how it's just a different set of rules. Mm-hmm. And like all based off of skin color. And I don't know how many examples we need to give for people to say, yeah, they ain't lying. That's what it is. It's just it's screwed up. Something needs to be done. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's crazy though, because people be quick to say, Oh, you playing a race card. The race car is the only consistent car in this country's history. Mm-hmm. It's played by everybody. It's just, they, just, they just play it differently based on, on their perspective. Mm-hmm. A black person to use it to bring awareness to the struggles and all the injustice that we face. Caucasians to use it to try to prove that we don't face injustice. So it's like the same car is getting used it's just who you gonna listen to when they, when they got it in their hand, right? And even in those instances in which you just spoke on, it's like when the Caucasian uses the quote unquote race card. I've never been a fan of it because it just sounds stupid to me. Yeah, it is. I agree with you. It's like in instances they they throw race out there. It's like they want to highlight the exception to the rule Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it's funny how they can highlight that exception the you're highlighting an exception but guess what president barack obama was the exception but they'll speak on that forever but look look, he was president he became president so 200 years plus and the united states finally had a president who was not Caucasian fully because we still got to remember he was biracial Uh you know what I mean so that exception they will go on forever and ever about yeah they're going to use that forever Mm -hmm. they're going to be like what about Obama (laughs) I'm telling you It's it's just a trip man but like I said there's no such thing like I said the foundation of this country was always race. So you can't tell me at any point within something being passed, whatever law being passed, race is not a factor. It will always come down to race in the United States of America. Uh I cannot think of a point throughout history to present day 
to whereas race did not play a part. And until they don't want to admit it, they know it, but they won't admit it aloud. Bottom line. Mm-hmm. That's what it all boils down to. And that's what it that's what it all boils down to. And like I said, the the whole the, the whole premise of the American skin, just, just off the title, American skin. Well, what does that mean to you? American skin? Yes. Um interesting. I yeah, it's interesting. In, in my opinion, the title it almost um sarcastic sarcastic in a way. Mm. Because our skin is never viewed as truly American. Freak. So it's like yeah, American skin. But it's like which America? Because it's two it's two Americas. Always. They just won't never admit to it. They'll just say it's one America because we're able to work at the same jobs that they work at and we're able to walk down the same streets, but we don't get the same equity. Hmm. So it's always going to be two Americas unless this whole thing gets uh, burnt down and rebuilt in a different hmm. fashion. So I see, yeah, America's going to, it's a powerful title. But it's almost imaginary in a way. Yeah, like you said, what I you said it perfectly. You said it perfectly. I said I just found it to be an interesting title that you broke it down perfectly. Yeah, it's very interesting. All right, so the um next question. The trial set up by uh, Lincoln in the film, um, while it seemed to have a biased and unfair jury based on just appearances, mm. uh, would you say that the trial was actually more fair and just than the one that found the cop not guilty in what was supposed to be the court of law? Most definitely. And and it was as fair as that same one that found the cop not guilty. And you know what I mean by that. As far as we we see it all the time, it's like, all right, a jury is supposed to be a jury of your peers. Mm-hmm. So, based upon just most of the time, juries are, are dictated by the surrounding community. But most of these times, that is not a reflection of what the jury pool is. And it's like, if we were to base it off of the statistics that are always thrown out there, they they, they claim we're 13% of the population, which is fictitious. But um, they, they, they always say we, we've been at 13% for like 30 years now, right? So... Highly unlikely. <laughs> right. So 13%, which would mean there would have to be some type of representation. At least one on a jury pool mm-hmm. but we, we we always see these jury pools where it's legal for lawyers to have people that look like the defendant excused and the minute you have a jury pool that may actually be almost close to a reflection of what a jury should be 
And it's not even there because the jury consists of what? 12 people. And you have 12 jurors. And I'm not even getting into the to the gender of the person. We'll break, we'll break down the racial dynamics. 90% of the time, that, that jury pool is at least 80% Caucasian. Mm-hmm. If the jury pool was to be 40% Black, African-American, they would say, oh, you're not going to get a, 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 a fair decision out of it because they're just going to let the... It, listen, they always say, oh, they're just going to let them off because they're Black. I've heard it. I've heard this being said. They've they've caught they've caught um judges saying this on recordings, the police saying this. It's not gonna be a fair jury because oh the black people are gonna let them off. So you're already admitting that it, it boils down to the racial element. So it's like, all right, in the movie, the people that the police, like I said, the people that the police that was the jury for the policeman were mainly the the people that were in the jail. So therefore, if they want to say that's not fair, I mean, when they said this isn't fair, you could say because, well, if I arrested the person, it's not going to be a fair assessment of me because there's a bias there. Mm -hmm. But I know they didn't mean it in that term. They meant it as in, well, look at them. They're all black and I'm white. Therefore, I'm already guilty. Like I said, it's amazing how the perspective can change when it highlights them. Mm-hmm. But when we're in that situation, it's the norm. And it, that's what it all boils down to is the norm. And that's what's part of being a quote unquote minority is in the United States. There's things that the majority will not see because they're used to being the majority in the situation, meaning they have major control over every type of um, decision. Mm-hmm. So the minute you lose that grip of power, hence all the shit we've been seeing lately in the news with um, people storming the Capitol, and all of a sudden people want to lock down immigration and all this shit, it's because it's the fear of losing that, that majority power. It's because it's like, hold up, hold up. Since we since we've overtaken this land, the indigenous people we wiped out, the Africans we had enslaved, yeah, at one point they outnumbered us in bodies, but never in power. And so we've we've had this power. We're not going to relinquish it. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not going to occur. So it's like they have this power. And now once you sit up there and you even give a little bit of equality because it's not even full equality like i said a a jury doesn't even have to be 50 percent black or even if they were to throw a um a latino in there which is like a a flip-flop because you don't know which way they're gonna go it depends on what part of let let me shut up anyway it's like (laughs) at the end of the day it's like the minute the minute that the the playing field can somewhat be equal that's why they're afraid of true equality. If shit was equal, you wouldn't have this high high number of incarceration affecting us mainly. 13%, but we can make up 
50% of incarcerations. Then statistically, even with homicides, they want to say we make up 50% of homicides, which, you know, is bullshit within itself. Mm-hmm. It just means we may have been arrested for 50% of the shit that we do. Whereas with them, it's, oh, they're going in the wind. We can't find them. So, like I said, it's just like um, that whole that whole jury scene. Yeah, the bias there was all of a sudden the tables were flipped and now you can see, hey, why would they treat me fairly? In this situation, why would I be given a, a shot at being not guilty when I know, okay, this is what I did to them, therefore they're going to do it to me. And in the situations in the in the jury pool, that's exactly what it is. Where the minute there's a black juror, if there's a black defendant, they do not want to have any type of black jurors on there because they say the chances of you getting a hung jury to a not guilty increase the minute there's a black juror in the pool if the defendant is black. So it, it's never in our favor. That's why they sit up there and that brings us to a whole nother thing. It's like, yo, I know a lot of people say, oh man, they call me for, for jury duty. But yeah, this is why we need to show up for jury duty too. Honestly, mm-hmm. I've never been chosen. I've showed up every time. I've never been chosen for a um a jury. They will wow. sit up there and excuse me whenever they can. So it's like, hmm, why is that? One time I, I got up there to where, you know, they started asking me questions and they asked me who my favorite, <laughs> like my favorite book is, I got told them the autobiography of Malcolm X. And then um, they asked me something stupid, like favorite movie. And of course I said, oh, Spike Lee's Malcolm X. <laughs> and that was it. That was it. So yeah. it's like, they was, like, found, they was like, oh hell no. <laughs> and I found out what that what that case was about. It was it was a um it was a car accident and the defendant was a Latino woman. So they already figured I was gonna vote in favor of her. But like I said, it's funny how they when they're on a jury pool, it goes back to like the original question we brought up about the police being trustworthy. It's like only they can be trustworthy. Remember the whole OJ? Uh-huh. Remember that? And it was the black jurors, everyone's already in their mind. Oh, those are the ones that let them off the hook. Uh-huh. Remember that? So it's just funny how it goes, man. It's funny how it goes, but they never see it in other situations. Yeah. Not at all. That's crazy. Like, I, I agree with everything you said. And just to add one more point, so it's like they can see that alleged bias when you have um, melanated people on the jury, but they can't see the bias when you have majority Caucasian people on the jury against that black person. Mm-hmm. So that goes back to that that um, phrase: "Justice is blind." <laughs> is it? crazy man is it purposely blind not not legally exactly 
Oh, and I remember the name of that movie. It's A Time to Kill. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that title. It came out in 96, so that's something interesting. You guys should check out if you have the you have a free moment. The whole concept behind that. Yeah, definitely. All right, so um, the media and the film was shown prominently, and there were vast differences between the portrayal of the cop versus the portrayal of uh, Lincoln. With this being so true to life, why do you uh, why do we continue to give the media any kind of merit when they can legally lie to us? That's a loaded question, bro. <laughs> And I, this is how I feel. Somebody has to report the news. If not the media, who do we consider the media? Is it the main, like, television networks? Yeah, those main networks that they all report the same exact thing using the exact same words So like that. Over, over and over again. So, like, Associated Press, all, all those people, okay. Yeah. So, it's like... I just think it's an outdated thing. First of all, just coming from like a broadcast perspective, the whole, um, if you were to go back in history to American uh, news, um, Walter Cronkite, he's like one of the first um, major news anchors back in the, don't even get me started with the time frame, but it, it was it dates back maybe the the forties, fifties, some sometime around there. So yeah, this Walter Cronkite guy, he was like the main person. There was a poll at one point where majority of Americans trusted anything this news anchor said. So if you were to fast forward to today, everything's fake news, straight up. So. That that term didn't come into play until you had number 45 up in there. Mm. So prior to that, was news fake or did we let it slide as far as us knowing bias within the media? I mean, it's I said it's a load of questions because you can answer it from all perspectives. I could say yes and I could say no. But I feel as though if a story breaks, who's there to break that story? Could it just be Joe Smo off the street? Yeah, you have eyewitness accounts. But at the same time, an eyewitness is only going to get but so much information. And it's literally going to be what they've seen. Mm-hmm. CNN can go there on the scene and the police will give them a little bit of information. Not everything. They will get, a, they'll be there to get the news briefings. When the when the chief of police comes out to explain the situation, they're not going to let you or I just walk up in there to listen to what they're going to say. They're going to invite the media to come in, give the press release to give to the nation. And then from there, how the media spends it, depending upon what network it is, is how you're going to get that this person is either cast in a good light or a bad light. So it's, like I said, it's difficult. I mean, now with social media, even with social media, check this. 
you have people there. Before it was just like you just needed one person to witness a crime. And that was good enough, right? Mm-hmm. In the whole George Floyd situation, you had multiple people standing around. Even one of them was an EMT, I believe. Then you had you had the young man who filmed it from one perspective on his cell phone, who they end up harassing later. But you had him filming it. And through his one camera phone, millions of eyes saw that. Even with that, there was bias in what we saw because I'll put it like this. In a security camera, the first thing a police officer will do is say, let me look at the security camera. The assailant broke in and he took a pack of soda and he left. That's what happened. Now, the police officer kneels on somebody. It ain't going to be like, well, the police officer kneeled on him, causing him to aspirate. That's not what's going to be said. It's going to be, well, what happened before that camera turned on? Mm -hmm. Whereas in a a robbery, it's never, well, what happened before he got into into the pan of the camera? You see? Yeah. So it's always people putting their bias and their spin on it. So it, it wouldn't matter. We we had all these people. We all see the same videos coming out. Now, in those assessment of the videos, you have those news stations like Fox who will tell you it's in favor of the police because we stand by the thin blue line or whatever they call it. Uh-huh. Blue Lives Matter. And then you had what they call right conservative news. And then you have liberal media, as people say, which is like the MSNBC and CNN, who will be like, man, that's screwed up. Which will show the police officer, and most of the times, in a bad light. But at the same time, they will have one of their correspondents come in to offset that. So there's an Mm -hmm. argument for the police. Whereas Fox News, everyone's just saying, hey, that black guy, he's guilty, man. And look at this picture in kindergarten, man. Yeah. He, did. <laughs> he, threw, he threw a stone at the building. Yeah, they, you know they do. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's it's games. Like you said, it's games. And that's why I said it's it's difficult to say because even now when we all see one video, you have so many perspectives and assessments of it that people will be like, no, that's not what happened. Like, I remember the um, Eric Garner situation. You can clearly see it was a chokehold. But apparently the jury saw something different. Yeah. And they say, hey, they were in there right. He, hey, they were in there right. And you know what's crazy? Not to cut you off, my apologies. But um, no, in that, in that, in that video, you actually saw the full footage. Like, you saw beforehand where he was just like I'm tired of you always harassing me mm-hmm. wasn't aggressive or anything he he didn't he didn't charge at the cop or anything the nope. cop must have been scared for his life and then immediately put a chokehold on him because he because he was small hmm. and then when he was saying he couldn't breathe he didn't you didn't see him loosen up nope nope 
And man, that 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 brings a whole nother situation because anytime I don't understand how you can have multiple people around. Well, it's supposed to be people. You mistake them for human beings. But you got these people, they, they around and someone's saying they can't breathe and not one person says, all right, all right, that's enough. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. We never have that. We never see, we well, we have yet to have seen that. To yeah. where they say, oh, that's enough. All right, check him. See if he's good. See if he's good. Just a common courtesy. It's like, all right, are you there to inflict pain or are you there to arrest the person? You see, I, I honestly don't think they know. They they don't they don't have there's no clear course for them. Mm-hmm. It's just when the situation when the situation arises, the only thing that's clear to them is that they know if it goes too far is to say that they felt like their life was in danger. Yeah. That's that's the, that's, that's the only common thing that happens across the board. That that remind me of um. Oh man, what was the what was the brother's name down? In, was it New Orleans? Alston Sterling? What was his name? Oh, uh, oh, uh, Sterling. Yeah, outside the store. Yeah, when they had him on the ground and then they shot him. Mm-hmm. No, and then when you look at the video, he wasn't reaching for nothing. No, he couldn't reach for it. The only thing they did, they found a gun on him, and then they shot him. Allegedly, found a gun on him because you don't know what was happening, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a trip. Like I said, it's a trip. How it can be reported. Like I said, it can be reported one way. It occurred this way before we just used to go off a police report, and what they said was word. That was mm-hmm. it. You ain't disputing that. You got to go to court and. They got to try and convince you that ain't what happened. But now that we even have video, we had limited video with surveillance. Now we have different perspectives with cell phones and we still, it's still the same thing. Well, mm-hmm. you don't know what happened before that was filmed. So, hmm. yo. It's, it's, a, it's always some, there's it's always some doubt when it comes to us. But it's down. like, but it's when when the rules are reversed, it's it's never no kind of question like that. It's always it's always um bullshit like affluenza <laughs> and shit like that. Like you know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Like in this film, when they were portraying the when the media was portraying the cop, they were just talking about his years of service and you know, stuff like that along the line. I'm not, I don't remember word for word what they said, but it was more so speaking to the cop's profession. But when uh, when they started reporting on Lincoln after the whole thing at the police station, they were saying, oh, he might have uh, links to terrorism and everything mm-hmm. because he was a former Marine and he linked up with these insurgents and stuff. And they, mm-hmm. start, they started spinning this whole thing around and I'm like isn't that convenient and hmm. I'm sure that the people that were in like if the if the movie played out further the people that were in the station minus the cops because I, I know they stick together but everybody else could have spoke up and said what really happened but it wouldn't even matter because at that point the spin was already happening mm-hmm 
So it's it's amazing. It, it's so it's crazy how media can do that and they can do it legally. Yeah, most definitely. I, I agree with you. And then it's just the value of what the police say. I'll put it like this. This is how we know. This is like going back to answer your, your previous question about the police and what they say. And the truth of the matter is the police, what the police say holds more value and weight than anything we could prove. And by that, I mean a basic speeding ticket. And that, that brings me back to the movie. Remember, they didn't have out a a radar gun, but they kept talking about, oh, you were speeding. The speed limit there is 35, you were going 40. They're like, well, how do you know that? Oh, I know what it looks like. Well, did you have a radar? No. Well, how do you know? I was driving my car. I know what I was doing. But everything he said was irrelevant. It was based off of, no, no, no. All right, we heard what you said. What did the police officer say? Well, then that's what happened. Mm-hmm. It's like that in true life. I, I know when you want to dispute what the police say, which is funny because we're all supposed to be not guilty until proven. Proven so, right? Mm-hmm. But the minute a police officer accuses you of something, you are guilty because you have to go and defend what the police officer said against you. Yeah. Is, isn't that... I'm guilty. Now I got to sit up here and convince you that I'm not guilty. That's what it boils down to. Yeah. Because I've I've fought fought speeding tickets before. And if the police officer isn't there, well, he's not there. Therefore, um, I guess we got to let it go. Uh, (laughs) You know. When you think about it. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like, just to add to what you said, um, why do that? Why does that uniform automatically make them honorable if they're not honorable people? That's my whole point. That's my whole point. Even with the military, because with this um, what was her Ashley, whatever her name was, that got popped down at the Capitol mm-hmm. for trespassing, mm-hmm. criminal, the criminal that was breaking into the Capitol to go and assassinate the Vice President. That one, yeah. She was a vet. When she, when she, when they had to defend the vice president of the United States because they feared for his safety and they had to defend from a bunch of thugs breaking in there mm-hmm. and they used deadly force, all of a sudden it was, she was a vet. What the hell does that supposed to mean? Okay. Congrats. She was a vet. Now what? Yeah, being, she was a being a vet doesn't automatically make you honorable it doesn't make you a good person she was a criminal she was doing criminal shit and she was criminally trespassing when they kept telling them they gave them more opportunities than they than they should have mm-hmm. get back and then she proceeded to try to climb through mm-hmm. so do you think that after all those warnings that they gave and you still continue to proceed do you think they're not gonna clap at you do you think you think they're gonna take the time and be like oh well let's make sure she's not a vet you know what I'm saying? Because like you you weren't doing something honorable 
for what for what being a vet is supposed to mean, she was doing the opposite. So it's like complete opposite. Yeah, you can't you can't have it both ways. Like a uniform doesn't make somebody honorable if they're not already honorable. Exactly. A piece of shit wearing a uniform is still a piece of shit wearing a uniform. Yeah, no matter how much you try to shine it up. You you can have 24 karat shit, but once you rinse off the 24 karat, it's still shit. Bottom line. Mm. That's deep, man. That could be a whole conversation for another day. Like I'm telling you. Like I said, it's just... But it's like the norm. That goes... That goes right in hand with the Pledge of Allegiance. It's just something that you're groomed to do. You're groomed to have this type of outlook on everything. America is the best country in the world. We're the number one country in the world. Since I was a kid, they've been telling me that. Yep. Despite all the wrongdoings is done. And it well, the best country in the world, but there's other countries with better health care, take care of the people. Cuba. Cuba got way better health care than us. Those are communists. Most people don't even know what communism means or socialism means, but capitalism is the best. I know that it works. And they always say it works. But you know what's crazy, though? They um, People always be going against socialism, right? Mm-hmm. Well, why do you love the police? And why do you love the fire department? And why do you why do you call an ambulance when you got to go to the hospital? Those are socialist concepts and programs. But you know, people people don't be they don't really know stuff. They just go based on stuff that they were instilled with, you know, and then they just spew it out because they think it sounds good. But you know, it's what you're programmed to to believe. Yeah, it's like the whole. Oh, when Bernie Sanders was was running, oh, everything just wants to get free shit out. Then, boom, fast forward, coronavirus hit. Where's my money? Where's my check? <laughs> exactly. What's like, up? I, that's socialist. Everyone, everyone, it both ways. They want it both ways, man. But you can't have it both ways. Like it don't work that way. Mm. Real talk, man. It don't work. It don't work. Like you can't. You can't be traveling on a two way street, right? And be going north and south at the same time. <laughs> you got you got to choose which way you want to go. You ain't going nowhere. Mm. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Mm. All right, so um, final question is um not really a question, but um, all right, let me go just go into it. Um, I believe that this is a powerful and timely film um that should be watched by every melanated person. Um, just share your perspective of the film and why you believe it's important for our people to watch. Good question. I feel as though it's a good movie for everyone to watch, especially, like you said, melanated people to watch because Nate Parker's a hell of a director. Um, I still need to watch The Great Debaters. Still have to. That's a great film. What he did with the Nat Turner film, um, like I said, I, I respected his eye and the, the info he put in there. It's 
And that birth of a nation, it, it went under the radar. And it, it was sabotaged. We we all know it was sabotaged. It, mm-hmm. And even with um, American Skin, I heard that that was shot in 2019 or so, right? Yeah, it was in the 2019 um, film festival. And it just came out in 2021. Mm-hmm. So it's like they sab- they sabotaging them. Hands mm-hmm. down. When they do that, that's when you know you need to start watching the films because there's, there's information in there they don't want you to know. Yeah. And so with this movie, even though the premise of it was, like I said, it was, it was taken from real life with, with everything that we've all been experiencing because we're all experiencing this. Even though it may not be a direct loved one, we still have love for these victims. Because I know when I hear about this, it makes me feel it makes me feel sad. It gets you depressed. Um uh-huh. so there's 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 connection, there's feeling there. So it's an experience that we're all going through at the same time and it, it's almost numbing in a sense because it's like, again, again, or this is the one that's going to wake us up. Mm-hmm. But um, with this, with this film, like I said, it took all of that energy and what it did, it, it showed us what we said we would do if that was our loved one. That's what Lincoln's character was. Because mm-hmm. we said, yo, they did that. Somebody, screw the legal system i'm gonna take care of it my way we i've i've said it i know it i've said it straight up so it's like his character tried to deal with it their way and he knew it gained no traction therefore he took care of it to the best of his abilities and um are we doing spoilers in this film or not i mean in this um show or not yeah, go for it. It's been it's been out for like a while, like a month or so now. So, so we'll say spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So in the in the scene where they're in the um where he's found guilty, the police officer's found guilty, and at that point, there's a gun drawn, but it's got no bullets. So the cop swore he was about to die once they found him guilty. And um, he had the one-on-one with the cop. Lincoln had the one-on-one with the cop. And there were no bullets in the gun. And he's like, yeah, I just, I've been wanting to do that is what he said. So what that did, it showed you his intention was to drive this message through not necessarily kill him for revenge, but it was to put him in the hot chair so he understood the severity of things of what he did. And it also allowed, it allowed for them to understand exactly what, what like, I don't, how do I word this properly? It basically allowed him to understand what black people are going through. And that message did get driven in because the, the police officer at towards the end of the movie, this is towards the end of the movie. It's like a, a couple minutes after that scene, 
everybody was leaving. They were letting people go. They said, now what? He's like, well, we, we leave now. I'm going to surrender. That's how we're doing this. So Lincoln said he's going to surrender. The police officer that killed his son said, I would like to walk out there with you. So he understood what he did and he understood the point that Lincoln was trying to drive through. So they walked out there together. He said, do not shoot. He's unarmed. That's exactly what the cop said. Next thing you know, like I said, there are no happy endings. And like I said, it stayed true to life because we all know that's what would have happened. They took him out despite him having his hands up, being unarmed at that point, and even one of their own, the one that killed his son vouching for him, they still had to take him out because you can't say, hey, you can do all this and you still live to see tomorrow. Mm -hmm. They had to, they had to do that. They had to set an example. And that's what they do. They set examples for any of us who sit up and get that message out there they see that message was received and we could make that change therefore they's like you know what Mm-mm. you got to put a stop to that so it's the complete opposite it's like if you do this this is what's going to be the outcome so now you're implementing fear and that's exactly what the purpose of that was because what i'd be interested to see is the interviews of you know what the media interviewed people what what went on in there and they explain how it went down because i'm wondering if that police officer would even speak on and try and defend lincoln at that point or if he would run with i gotta back the blue and go with what they were saying at that point like yo he came in there because remember one of them tried to steal a gun and start shooting Mm -hmm. so despite them not being roughed up or anything his whole thing was, oh, we're blue, man. Even even the one scene with the sister. Remember the one female cop? Mm-hmm. And um, I forgot what question. Do you remember what question they had asked? And basically, I think it was about, was it about being a woman or something? I forget what lines it fell on. I think but, I, um, I, I, I kind of remember. I can't remember how exactly right. what was asked. But she stood up for herself. And he's like, wait a minute, but you're a cop. You know what I mean? Uh, and I think I think if they were to have interviewed him, despite what happened, I think he would have ran with the position of I'm a cop and I got to stick with my people. That's what I think would happen. But like I said, it, the, the, the film got you to think. Because like I say, the way that it ended, there were some people who was like, wow, I can't believe it ended like that. Uh-huh. And then there were there were those of us who were realists and just like, yeah, that's how that that's the only way it could end. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I think that film. I think the film is definitely a must see. It, it's one of the best movies I've seen, if not the best movie I've seen this year thus far. And I, like I said, the the lesson learned in it. The, the lessons learned in it like you said it's that we we spoke on them, we touched upon them like with the the way they approached with whom they approached 
and who they use to approach mm. to get people to settle down. Like there's elements of this film where you're just like, oh, wow. And, and I like the fact that he said, whatever you do, don't stop recording. You know, because he, he had a film student follow him. That's what made it unique. He had a film student follow him around to show exactly what was going on. And that, the film student, I don't think we spoke on him. What was your take on him? Because at one point, I felt as though he was flip-flopping. Yeah. Um. Just to say... um about the perspective I agree with everything that you said um about the student I'll say at first um we always touch on this on other um episodes about that go along just to get along mentality he had I think he came into it with that mentality of not really having a side per se but just think having that mindset that oh, well, on the news, they said this happened. And this always happens. So this is just the way it is. And he was kind of, he wasn't really on Lincoln's side, but he just wanted to get to get it filmed and everything. But as it was going along and he was listening to everything, I think he started to understand and started to have empathy for the situation because I personally don't think that he's ever been put in a situation where he was had a, had a gun drawn on him and potentially could have been killed by a, by a cop. So he didn't have the understanding. That, that's why, you know, all skin folk ain't kin folk. Because we all got, we be having different experiences. Like experiences that you and I went through is some people out there that may look like us that don't have that same experience. And they may stand for that Blue Lives Matter stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's where the flip-flopping was coming from. And I think as things went on, he understood. And he understood that um, Lincoln's son was innocent and shouldn't have, shouldn't have died. And that Lincoln was justified in feeling how he was feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he, he began to have empathy, which is, I think, something that we all should have kind of be empathetic to people's situations and stuff because even if you personally can't understand it because you don't experience it, at least have empathy to know that somebody is going through that. Right. What's that? So, yeah, that's that's my take on that. Excuse me. Um, Yeah, I think that's the... That's definitely, like, the the, the whole tone that was set is... empathy because from that from that college student to the police officer eventually it was you didn't know this you didn't know this kid personally but it's like all right just seeing the lengths at which his father went through just yeah i mean overall that whole the whole film like i said it was it was one that got you to empathize, have empathy for the main the main character, definitely. But it, it was just like 
you understood where the son was coming from. His son, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. But his son, Lincoln's son, is like, um, he was more or less us as far as he was growing up. He grew up in this whole world of seeing these killings. Like, you and I growing up, 90s, born in the 80s, raised in the 90s. We didn't. We weren't exposed at the rate to which these kids are. Now, that don't mean we may not have experienced or or heard of these things, but for those who aren't experiencing it, they definitely are seeing and hearing about it. Mm. They're seeing it more than than ever throughout history at this point. So it's like they're growing up. They're seeing this and. Some of these people, some of these kids are just like, you know, enough is enough. And the young brother that was murdered in the film, he was, all he wanted to do was film. And I'm seeing this a lot in in real life where just filming is getting the police enraged. Now they'd be like, you don't need to film, I'm filming. You know how many times we've seen where they, Oh, the body cam fell off. Oh, we forgot to record. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they they like to say, I'm recording for your protection and mine. Well, what's wrong with me doing so as well? Exactly. Like they like to say, oh, it's a gun. It's funny how... Isn't it funny how there's so many guns in this country that they believe every black man has a gun on them? Mm Mm-hmm. But yet the people that are all at, at the at the ranges and buying up AR-15s and all the ammunition you can think of to where there's ammunition shortages, they ain't the people that they're killing. Mm-hmm. They're not. If they approach them with their guard down and everything, we seen it go down in uh in Washington a few weeks ago. Yeah. Matter of fact, exactly a month. Today's the sixth. Oh yeah, yeah, it is exactly a month. So we we seen how they put their guard down, but with us it's always. I noticed that I, I noticed that as, as as a youngin when we would go out hit up the clubs, as soon as the clubs over, them them police are standing outside the club and they they amped up. Matter of fact, they would send SWAT. Remember back in the day, Chrome out there on Delaware Ave. When that club mm-hmm. let out, they had they literally would have Philadelphia SWAT out there. And SWAT was pushing people the minute the club get out of here. They didn't want people being present. And it's like, that's what it is with us. It's the immediate aggression. It's not, oh, I can relate to you. Oh, man, I remember when we used to go out, blah, blah, blah. Yo, y'all get home safe. No, it's get the F out of here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, the approach is totally different. And that's that's one thing that the cop admitted. You know, when Lincoln Impression, I forget the exact situation, but I, I remember him pretty much admitting his approach would be different. Mm-hmm. And it was because of the it was because of the car they were driving. Yeah, it was the car they were driving and the neighborhood they were in. Exactly. So therefore my approach had to be totally different than normal. Because guess what? You were out of place. You didn't belong there. I think that's exactly what he said. You didn't belong there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. These these are the things. That 
majority, the majority population here, they don't, they don't go through, therefore, out of sight, out of mind. So when we do speak upon it, it's ain't no way on earth that's happening. That's bullshit. You're making that up. You playing that victim, you playing the race card, etc. But even when you prove it with video, well, there's gotta be something more to it. Nah, there's something more to it. So it's they don't want to believe you or they don't care to believe you. Either way, they're not believing you. That's what it boils down to. So yeah. yeah, I said all that to say just just get out there, watch that film, um, and try to try to order it the legit way. I know we got fire sticks and all, but if you go on Amazon, it's like four bucks. Four yeah. bucks. Support it, yeah. Definitely support it on Amazon Prime, American Skin. No doubt. Yeah, but um yeah, I'm, I agree with um with Kay saying definitely support the film. Um, support Nate Parker. Um, Spike Lee was even involved with this too. Mm-hmm. So, so support them brothers. And um, like like we said before, this is a great film, a necessary film, and a timely film because of everything that that's happening in real life. So, um, you know, once again, thank you for joining us on another episode of Liberated Mind Show. Um, you know, keep the discussion going. Make sure you watch the film. And until next time, peace and love. Let them out.